Back it was, the scientist's name Being a hologram was Al's game To solve the mysteries in the past Cause it's a podcast All the kittens in this house Are crazy about turkey giblets See them scarf them all down Just like they were little piglets All the kittens in this house Are crazy about giblets tonight Crazy about giblets tonight Hey everybody Hey everyone, uh, this is Brayton Cameron here, and with me as always, Gary Butterfield. We're going to record some Teenage Dirtbags for the first time in the same room since the 1980s. We're in uh, we're in Brayton's room. That's right. I'm sitting on his bed. <laughs> That's where the sleep magic happens. It does. Because it's a sleep magic brand mattress. It is. It's uh, absolutely correct. It, uh, it comes from Mattress.com, mm-hmm. the sponsor of podcasts. That's right. And today, as you may know from that, Garrity... Mm-hmm. Dedicated to roars because yeah. now it's it was more of a parody, <laughs> a parody, parody. Parody. I also uh, roars' last name is Gary. Oh, so it also works for that as well. Rorschach Gary. Yeah, Rorschach Gary. Not not the Rorschach Gary that hangs out down at the down behind the jewel. Uh, the uh, so so now Garrity's can be about literally like anything in the house now. Yeah, like. Later, it's going to be like, a few to a will. <laughs> um, if we so do a view to a will, I'll be really excited. We have to get Will that. on to do a view to a will. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had a view to a will, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know what? I think it's worth it to bring it up. Uh, Stumptown Dumplin', Will Hughes. Dumplings. Will Hughes is a Stumptown Dumpling. He's a real cutie, and for to, a little peek behind the Komodo, uh, Komodo dragon, he is a. Uh, it's his birthday today. It is absolutely. He is turning the ripe old age of thirty young. Thirty dose. Yep, thirty dose. <laughs> thirty young years old. That's right. So, um, as I believe Gary was alluding to, and then we just kind of went off on our classic teenager big tangent. Uh, tonight's video is a freak like me needs company. So it's. It's a little different. It's not a music video. It's a musical video. It is a musical video. It is a live performance, mm-hmm. which we've done those before in our mm-hmm. long and illustrious history. Yeah, I mean, we covered before, a few live songs. Yeah, we've done we've done a, a lot of live songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, music videos are around, this was all you had. Yeah. So this is really touching our roots. It's also a song that is uh, unreasonably and nonsensibly close to my heart. It's also real catchy. It is the cat. This is my favorite song we've done for the show. <laughs> I like no, no, no joke. Like I, I mean, I love inside out. I mean, maybe I, so, so I feel better. I love, I feel better. Mm. This is a real good song though. I mean, as far as getting stuff stuck in my head. Yeah. So, but people may, maybe don't know it, but before we actually get into it, Brayden, I know what you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to tell everyone? I else? can see it, but yeah, say the people for in radio land. Cause they don't know. What you drinking? So as we mentioned, uh, Stumptown Dumplin' Will Hughes, it was his birthday, so we played some laser tag, and uh, laser tag got me a little sweaty. So afterwards, I uh, I walked on over to the McDonald's, picked up a large soda, 
Uh, but instead of filling it with actual soda, I filled it with Heisey Orange Lava Burst. Holy shit. So I'm uh, sipping on some Orange Lava Burst tonight. That's sipping on Lord Lava, Lord, lava Lord, Burst tonight. Lord, Lord uh, Orange Burst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sipping on lava bur- Lord Lava Burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a secret about McDonald's is even if you don't want to eat McDonald's food, is a good place for like a soda the size of your head. Yeah, it is. It is really cheap. Uh, I'm drinking a Dasani water. Uh it is the only brand I'll drink. Really? I shower in it. Do you, no. <laughs> do you like Fuji water? That's my favorite, but it's ridiculous. It's because of the shape of the bottle. It's a really fun bottle. It is. It is. Uh, I like things that are square that whatnot should be square. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it is. Uh, I'm drinking this water because I had a, a long walk home mm-hmm. with a because uh, I made a stop um, mm-hmm. at a certain place at the futon shop to uh, at the futon shop. <laughs> I not thought about that in a very long time. Um, made a shop stop to get a. Sometime Dumpling will use a birthday present, mm-hmm. but also because I wanted to prepare for one of our favorite segments. Oh, yeah? Present tense. Ooh. And that is when one host of Teenage Dirtbags gives the other host of Teenage Dirtbags a present on air. I got you the perfect Christmas gift. Christmas isn't for a month. I know. But you know the old saying, gifts, gifts everywhere, buy them early, then you share. It's not a thing. Oh, goodness. I was, I'm not prepared for this. So, Brayden, I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And then... Uh, reach out your hand, and then I want you to open your eyes and accept my gift. Oh, this is, you got me a Bakugan. <laughs> I did get you a Bakugan. Oh, and it's a, it's a mouth and a, maybe a football helmet. Tell, it's it's kind of hard to tell what it tell is. Tell me about, it's uh, it's from season two. It's it's New Vestroya. Uh, yeah. Yeah, season two, season two. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it, I don't know. Okay, let's take a look. Is there a description on the back about it? No, not at all. I wish this had more more lore, like a lore that I could I could look up. I'm sure you can go up to bakugan.com and like <laughs> find out some lore. Bakugan.com. Bakugan.com. For all your bakugan news. But I know you've wanted one of those for a while, and I know Damn. we've been talking about bakugan for the better part of like three years. So <laughs> it's my first bakugan. This is kind it, of a special day. I figured it was time to put our money where our mouth was, <laughs> given how often we talk about bakugans. <laughs> So, uh, and also to wonderful. prepare for uh, our thing that we have planned in three years, which Baku got his gnarliest tournament. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we can play with that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Gary, let's talk about this video. Um, first of all, it's not, it's, you know what? Let's just, I'll just let you take it over. It's So it's not a music video. It is from the, uh, the, the musical Spider-Man turn off the dark and people who listen to Duckfeed podcast have heard me reference this video a bunch of times it's a live performance that david letterman does uh or <laughs> david letterman doesn't sing the song no he does not like uh the, yeah but it is on the david letterman show but it has all of the detail of a music video and mm-hmm. every time i watch it i see new details uh so we just kind of have to go through it because it is pretty noteworthy yeah it starts off uh you know david letterman introduces it and i feel like at this point you can see in his eyes that he realizes like what he's doing and what he's done. Well, he was there probably for the for the practice, and and he's just like, oh, like what am I doing? <laughs> like, but you know, it's a pretty standard introduction, like he would do for any musical act. Yes, and then uh, the back door opens mm-hmm. of the stage. Green atmospheric smoke starts spilling out, mm-hmm. and let's let's park on the green goblin for a second. Yeah, please. Green goblin comes out and says, "You know, you know, this place was surprisingly easy to break into." Which I assume was that. I'm guessing, having not seen 
the musical that that was a reference to something like it does he sing that song when he breaks into a bank or something um he might or it could just be he's ad-libbing because this guy's a real ham he is a he's a super ham he's i mean and he's kind of like it's hard to take your eyes off him Mm -hmm. he does a good job yeah i think um he he owns the audience he he does own own the audience Uh, so the premise is he's broken into david letterman studios in order to uh perform this song and start <laughs> singing like 45 friends well the 45 <laughs> friends are what i want to talk about real quick because in the musical and i know this because of a little insider knowledge because mm-hmm. i've been fascinated with turn off the dark uh, yeah. since the ryan green days um is this is what's known as the geek chorus mm-hmm. and it is a bunch of like nerdy high school students who walk around singing what happens and turn off the dark oh really so all those weirdos with eyeshadow specifically the guy over his left shoulder oh yeah that guy <laughs> He really, he looks like uh, he came right out of a final fight. <laughs> like, just be a palette swapped version of him that shows up later. That's like, he's Willie and then Billy shows up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those guys are all at the geek chorus. They come in with Green Goblin and he comes in and starts singing this song. Uh, what this song is about um, is really hard to say. Yeah. Uh, it's about how uh, he is a freak. And freaks of a certain persuasion. Yeah. Uh, need more freaks they're required to have more freaks yes freaks Um, beget freaks it's like it's like the soul asylum song uh misery co (laughs) yes yeah it is is very much like that and and more specifically that uh when freaks beget freaks it's best to do it in new york city it is which is you know i think i think arguably maybe freak capital of the world there are a lot of freaks people just kind of make that assumption about it the um that Soul Asylum song, mm-hmm. I haven't thought about this. That song about how Misery Loves Company, the chorus is him going, Frustrated, Incorporated. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. That, what a uh, stupid fucking song that is. Yeah. Like, that's how I'm, you know, it's a frustrated business license. I'm a little surprised that there isn't like a pop punk band called Frustrated Incorporated. It's a better name for a pop punk band than it is for a soul asylum song. That, yeah, you might be right. Um, so he comes in, he's talking about uh, how he's a, a $65 million circus tragedy. Well, more like $75 million. He is, he is actually... So as uh, somebody who has a, had a lot of my money that went into the black science that turned you into a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a, a bragging point. How much evil government money went into turning into a kill monster. Yeah. Was how much of that was just his money though? Yeah. Cause that's how green goblin got formed. Right. Like he just decided to become green goblin. It's right. There's no, uh, yeah. And that costume that he's on, like, you know how in Spider-Man one, mm-hmm. uh, the green goblin looks like a power Rangers. Yeah villain this looks a lot like a power rangers villain it's very much a power ranger villain and more specifically the thing that i love about it is that he doesn't make himself buff he just makes himself angled abs and he like he adds abs on top of him so it looks like he's just you know how sometimes like super beefy dudes uh and i'm talking about like power lifter sized Mm -hmm. like guys will just be huge and barrel shaped and they'll still have abs but they'll be you know like a foot off of where a, like a super svelte guy would have abs. Uh, it's like that. He just kind of looks like he's, he's got like a gut. <laughs> he does. He, he, it's a, uh, well, all body types. Oh, sure. For, for go- goblins green. Right. The, um, I just think that if you're going to build a power suit, maybe, maybe, you know, don't have love handles. Yeah. Well, the Mega Man gave himself his sloppy gut. 
Like, what am I, yeah, there's a, if you get Top Man's power, Mega Man swirls around and he's got this huge belly. It's really great. That's great. Um, the uh, But yeah, he just added extra abs and they're abs that are not like on, because abs tend to be stacked mm-hmm. on top of each other. He adds like side abs. Yeah. He has like a lot of abs going on. He's got stuff. a lot of things going and on. And then those weird dangly rubber fingernails that he has yeah. that look like they're like things you would get from a 25 cent machine if you mm-hmm. want. It's like the rubber tickler. Yeah. Yeah. You would get like one that was just like a witch's finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he does so he's got uh five dollars worth of worth of witch finger going on <laughs> or you know 250 worth of witch finger if you can if you're on a kmart yeah and the uh or they're like the kind of like sex novelties that show up sure. um and sometimes in those things where it's like you know it's the it's the super condom or like it's a it's it's a, a dollop of cologne that isn't in a package you know uh it'll it'll yeah. be like the tickler or something like that yeah uh and so he's got those things on um, he walks forward, revealing the stage that is already full of these like geek chorus members who do like a choreographed dance that I've never seen like a dance that looks less like dancing. They're doing the same thing at the same time, but it's yeah. like synchronized like pose flailing. Yeah, it's very like to me, it seems like a slow motion version of when you watch those videos of like those industrial goths dancing. Yes. Uh, except Crap in core. unison. Yeah. Crab is the name of that dance. Is that what that is? Um, at some point, I think that it was true. Like I remember hearing that from a source. Okay. So I, I mean, don't uh, you know, don't don't crucify me if that's not yeah. correct. We'll have to check Evan facts on that. Yeah, we'll get Evan with the facts of yeah. crab core. <laughs> um, the uh, so they're dancing. He gets up onto the stage. He's introduced his premise, which is he's a uh, seventy-five million dollar mm-hmm. circus tragedy, and he's very sultry. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we can't go through this whole thing without talking about the comedy bang bang parody of this. Oh, but like, yeah. Cause that's such, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a freaky pervert, yeah, you know, it's, you just, it's like, whips uh, yeah, chains. if you're looking, yeah, I have a freaky little pervert like, who Is likes knives, whip, and, yeah, whips yeah, and, knives and whips and chains. If you're looking for, uh, for what? It might, I think you might, that might be perfect. Oh yeah. If you're looking for a pervert, then that can, uh, be, that arranged. can be arranged. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of the song that he's doing yeah. here. Uh, before we get to the chorus. Mm-hmm. But this is where, I mean, we're right at the chorus. Yes. And uh, the chorus, which is very catchy. I love watching this video as many times I've watched it, mm-hmm. which at this point is probably about 15. Okay. Uh, I was going to guess 30. So it's, it's um, about, probably about 15 total. Okay. I've listened to it more than that. Okay. Because I've, I've put this YouTube on, on my phone, walked around in my pocket while it plays. Like uh, my, <laughs> my phone plays a little fun little show for the outside of my thigh <laughs> while I just listen in intently uh, while walking to somewhere. But um, the the chorus, it's really fun to watch the David Letterman house band yeah. uh, sing this chorus. Good old Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer, where Green Goblin comes over and is like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. And Paul Schaefer is totally game. Like, He's leans 100% into his keyboard, into looks it. at him like, yeah, we're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul Schaefer. I'm a freak too. Mm-hmm. I also, mm-hmm. finally, I have company. <laughs> I enjoy musicals. <laughs> Tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get to this chorus. And the chorus, which is what the Garrity is based on. Yeah. Like, I dare you if you're listening to this not to be humming that song. It's very, very catchy. And I know I didn't, you know, I didn't sing all like 13 different parts of the chorus, but uh, I think I did all right. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. It is a nice job, buddy. Uh, Gary, before yeah. we get beyond to the second half of this. Well, because the second half is when things, we can do a whole podcast on all six of those We, we absolutely could. But before we do that, let's, uh, why don't we check in on our Pokemon tournament? I think that's a good idea. Mr. Mom and Pikachu, I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute, but I think some are. How about you, Cobble Tops? All right, so Gary, I don't know if you uh, remember, but we're in the final 
four. I can't believe it's been so long. It has been a long time. Gary, since we're in here, uh, you might have to do this without visual aids. Oh, I think somebody oh. forgot my little anecdote about oh, having a thigh friend. That's right. You have a thigh friend. Okay. So are you ready? <laughs> because thigh, thigh friend six. Um, yes. On the left side of the bracket, we're going to find out who goes into the final. It is very important. It is Iggly Buff or Swablu. Oh, I actually remember these. Remember, Iggly Buff defeated Skuntank in an upset victory that has left many of the members of the Teenage Dirtbag Geek Chorus upset. (laughs) Is that what we call Teenage Dirtbags fans? We might as well now. And Swablu uh, defeated Palkia in what I think was a a dominant victory because Palkia. It uh, wasn't very cute. Just just bar- narrowly defeated Simapore just because Simapore is Simapore gross. Simapore walks around with a animate turd instead of a scalp. Um, um, so no, like, I, that, I don't think that's Simapore. I think that was Panseer. Simapore oh, you're is right. like the Simapore, one that looks yeah, like Janice. Janice from the Muppets. Yeah. How did two of those fucking monkeys get on our... Uh, it was all random. I'm, I know. I, I believe happened. you. It's just There's too many of those things. Yeah. They need, they need a new world war to thin out their ranks. Uh, well, there's three of them each, plus they have three evolutions. You know, yeah. it's nine, and there's like 400,000 Pokemon, but still... It's true. It's still... You're more likely to get them. So I'm, I'm digging through some Puffs here on Google Image Search. I think yeah. I'm getting a good idea, reminding me of the essence of Iglypuff. Um, I said Iglytuff earlier, but uh, that is not the case here. Yeah, not a Wigglytuff. No, no, no. An Iglypuff. When, when, the, when the going gets Wigglytuff, the tough <laughs> get Iglypuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're singing some Billy Ocean here tonight. It is uh, Ocean in the Desert. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Swablu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? So something that the, here's the thing that we've learned, mm-hmm. like, and it would be weird if I didn't learn anything, given how much we've talked about how long this has been going on. Yeah. Um, I think that we've established a precedent where personality counts. Personality absolutely counts. I mean, because otherwise Cubone's weird dick would take it because it's cute <laughs> as a button. Okay. <laughs> but it's the problem with that weird dick is that it's hard to be around and it's unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this to Swablu. Okay, wow. Igglybuff is very cute, but mm-hmm. Igglybuff is like designed to be cute. Yeah. Like he's like designed, he's just like cute, what's it? He looks, yeah. He's got a little bit of a pit pat. He is a pit pat. Pit pat, whereas Swablu. There's definitely, there's no way that Igglybuff isn't pansexual. 100%. Yeah. But like Swablu is just very, very cute. Yeah. And, and, and those little pictures of Swablu with like his, his cloud arm bandaged up. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. He now. is. There's a picture of a bunch of Swablus together. And like, I've always wanted to like, you know, when you're flying on a plane, you look out the clouds and you're like, I should like to, to go lay on that. Yeah. You know, that just looks comfortable. Like that's, I mean, it's like, it's literally the item we use when we want to describe something that's fluffy. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't say swuffly. Swuffly. We don't say swuffly. We don't we say, say chuffly either. We don't say we don't say chuffin. We don't say that's as chuffin as an igly bob. Or chumly. We don't talk about chumly from Pawn Stars. <laughs> it's not it's not igly chuff. It's Swablu. <laughs> so I'm I got I gotta give it to Swablu. Okay. Swablu's moving on. Swablu advancing into the final. That's amazing. This is a big deal. Oh, and I know what's on the other side of the bracket, and I am very scared. Okay. It's gonna be a knockdown drag out <laughs> later in this it. episode. This is gonna be very, very tough. And but buckle up. And the thing is, uh, probably about a good time to start teasing it. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody who's listening to this is ready because we're doing an episode on the finale. Yeah. It's coming soon. Yeah. It's You're going to love it. It's, yeah. 
So that is going to be a pokatastic episode because we're going addition, to recap all of the previous bouts. Here's the here's the if here's the thing that Teenage Dirtbags is about mm-hmm. '90s music videos, and that is why we're going to do an entire episode about this Pokemon tournament. But first, let's get back to this Letterman performance from 2014. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, the Green Goblin. Yeah, he's here. He's there. He's got. We didn't talk about his giant chin. <laughs> No, can we? Because it, yeah. it looks like it looks like a punch doll. He it, it kind of it kind of has because he's green. Mm-hmm. He kind of has like a wicked witch of the west sort of. Thing oh yeah, on. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, he's like he's like the wicked warlock of the west. Yes, and yeah. he's got black lipstick on, and he likes to show off his like very tiny teeth. Yeah, he's got tiny weird teeth. He's got a big weird tongue. Yeah, um, he likes to stick that out as well. He's lip syncing because sometimes mm-hmm. he just like sticks out his tongue and like even though sometimes he's also ad libbing because yeah. I think that seventy five million dollar line is an ad lib. You think so? So he gets on that and he says uh, the music kind of goes into a breakdown, just a kick beat, and uh, he says, "Why have just one yeah. uh, cartoonish supervillain or mm-hmm. over the top super fop? Yeah, when you could have seven. Yeah, as and, opposed to why settle for one uh, cartoonish when you can have." four it is uh, <laughs> those guys are great yeah. um it is uh uh so this is where he introduces the sinister six mm-hmm. now there's a lot of holes you can poke in this because he's in it yeah which makes it the sinister seven right and this lineup of the sinister six with these little this little introduction like i, I really Brayden, at some point can we go see this play you know if it's ever playing in portland yes but it seems like a lot of the material is really new york based <laughs> so, so especially if, this song if we could somehow find a way to go uh to new york oh. and then pay the like nine million dollars to see this broadway play then yes it would be boy would that be a good use of patreon money <laughs> because um, like i would just really i think that we could get a lot of mileage out of a live special that's yeah. about this actual musical because don't don't you want to having seen the sinister six don't you want to know what they do in this thing i do especially because uh most of them just seem like they couldn't possibly do much no no so so let, let's go through them okay. okay now how do you want to do this do you want to just name all of them and then talk about them individually let's go from afterwards? smallest to biggest jeez <laughs> oh, i don't even know <laughs> no, I, don't, I think it's kidding. swarm is first probably yeah that's, that's true well he's i mean is is the uh because the he's consist of all bees so I mean, he'd be the yeah. biggest too but let's uh let's not get into uh yeah uh the semantic six yeah. here <laughs> okay uh we'll uh, just go in the order and let's let's talk about them as we go so first we're introduced to swarm um yes. and each introduction in- includes something of a pithy or snarky or some sort of witty remark in which uh the green goblin explains a bit about their character yes um, and, uh, sometimes it is a joke. Sometimes it's not a joke. Sometimes it's nonsense. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of times it is nonsense, including swarm, which he says, uh, like, Hey ladies. Or no, this, oh no, no this, he later. doesn't say ladies. Yeah, yeah, this is the, this the one. other ones for ladies. Keep yeah. in mind the, if he said ladies, it'd be weird because ladies don't like bees. Mm-hmm. Ladies also don't like what he introduces to. Hey ladies. Yeah. I, yeah. So he, this time he says, Hey, how about a guy made entirely of mutant bees? Yeah, we've got a guy made entirely of mutant bees. <laughs> How about it? I get a buzz just thinking about it. Um, and then here it just says Swarm. Yeah. Swarm is a Nazi in the comics, a big time Nazi. Uh, he is, he's not like a, you know, yeah. like I was just following orders. Like he's a eugenics okay. master bee. And uh, 
it's a guy with all these little bees tied to him. Like it he's, looks like he is you a, and I could make that costume for about forty bucks yeah, in an afternoon. A, he's kind of a, he's kind of chubby, and, <laughs> I like how chubby he is. and he's got a big old round head. Yeah, and his black and white stripes. <laughs> yep, and or yellow he, and black. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Yellow and black stripes, and then he has uh, like it looks like plastic tubes that are maybe like anywhere between six and twelve inches, and then bees like fake bees attached to them and he does a little like spin dance yeah little little pipe cleaner with tiny bees at the end <laughs> um so and the costume design is what people love this for this is the same lady who did uh the lion king mm-hmm. did the costume design for this so this the weird amount of talent that went into turn off the dark where it's like let's get bono on the edge mm-hmm. arguably the world's biggest rock band yeah you know yeah. and uh and one of the most respected musical theater people to make mm-hmm. a thing about spider-man and then and then have it be this is why this is so fascinating to me year after year yeah yeah um so he comes out he does a little swirl Mm -hmm. uh next up we have uh this is uh what what does he say for this the next guy the lizard yes and he says um a cold-blooded killer right yeah we got a cold-blooded killer the lizard Mm -hmm. so some of the people in this musical just have faces yeah some of them have weird cartoon faces yeah including the ones that are human so his interpretation of the lizard who is a lycanthrope yeah uh, and his interpretation of the lizard is a fat old scientist who yeah. has a chest that has a dinosaur pop out of it right uh but like his the scientist specifically looks like dilbert <laughs> put that together yeah he just kind of he's like he's got glasses he doesn't have eyes he's got like little spiky hair he kind of looks like dilbert uh, with a dinosaur coming out of his stomach. Hey, ladies, how about a cartoonist who hates feminists? It's Dilbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, freak, freak like Dilbert needs company. Uh, freak but, like and me loves misogyny. And he, ding, 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 ding. The thing that I think is fascinating about it is that he kind of just reminds me of one of those like wintertime inflatable like snowmen that he you does. see and he's like yeah. like they just filled him full of air and he's just kind of moving around and if when we say him we're talking way. about the dinosaur that pops out of his tits you kind of, the whole thing yeah 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 it's it and so he kind of comes out and he comes from outside which well, this is the first moment where uh i remember thinking it'd be really exciting to be here mm. because freaks are literally coming in from every angle yeah, yeah. like you, you never know which way a freak's gonna break into the business you're right um sounds like the cat's out of the bag Podcast. This is a song on a podcast. I'm singing it to you now. It's about cats in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little segment of cats out of the bag. Yeah, we're we're recording in Brayton's room, and Aurora's does not like it. Yeah. Um. The uh. So after that, who uh? Who's next in the old? Uh, I think this is the lady. Uh, no, she's oh. the last. No, not oh, the lady. Okay, that, yes. The one that's introduced specifically for the ladies. Yeah. Hey, ladies. How about a living lightning bolt? <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Uh, Electro. Which, just, and he's wearing the Shocker's costume. He is absolutely wearing it makes the Shocker's me, costume. It's very upsetting as yeah. a member of the Geek Chorus. Yeah. As a card-carrying member of the Marvel Marching Society <laughs> or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yeah, he is. He's dressed like the Shocker and has like something that's similar to Electro's helmet. Um, yes, and but, he shoots sparks. Yeah, and he shoots sparks in a very like sort of way that like when you were a kid and you bought a like a toy dinosaur that you could wind up. Those and things it are shot great. Sparks. Like, yeah, I haven't thought about those things in a long time. Thing. Just a 
slightly bigger scale. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty great. He does a little, like he shoots some sparks, yeah, gets he, onto the background. He also does a spin move and then disappears. Yep. Uh, next, uh, here's where it gets weird. Uh, I mean, one of my favorites. It's already been weird. Uh, here's a guy who loves the animals. Uh, maybe a little too much. And then brings out Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Now, Craven the Hunter also has a weird, like, puffy Muppet face. Yeah, he looks like one of, like, a giant, like, okay, from the bottom down, he just looks like a person. Mm-hmm. And then as you go up higher and higher, uh, he starts to look more and more like one of the, like, um, uh, Thunderbirds puppets, uh, <laughs> except, like, really big. <laughs> He's, uh, that is true. He also, uh, his face to me looks like a racist caricature. I don't know what of what race. Well, it was sort of like Eastern Europe. Yeah. Like here, you know, this is what, uh, you know, Roma look like. Yeah. According to Julie Tamar. (laughs) Um, yeah. Not throwing shade. His chest opens into a big lion mouth. Uh, but we're bearing the lead because the implication here is that Craven the hunter fucks animals. Yeah. Why? Um, well, I mean, if you're going to hunt him, you got to have a reason to, right? So do you, is your conception of hunting, uh, like the Duran Duran video? Yeah, that's, uh, for hungry like the wolf. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you go to the jungle. Yep. You cover yourself in pheromones. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then you, you know, you, you, you get a little, uh, juices flowing like wine, if you will. (laughs) Juice is like wine. Juice is like wine. I'm yes. sorry, I forgot all the lyrics uh, right now. I'm the, lost uh, and I'm found. I, uh, I'm I, on the hunt. I told this story before, but just because it is uh, it is relevant, um, and I don't know what kind of segment this is, mm-hmm. um, but I've told you before that my dad told me many times said told me the story that when I was young I got a BB gun mm-hmm. and I was told that anything I shot I had to eat, so I yeah. shot the girl next door mm-hmm. who was my mom. I think I've told that story before, right? Yeah, I think That's, you have. That is like that is the some green goblin ass shit. <laughs> My dad was doing to me. Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh. A dad like me needs no sons. <laughs> needs um, your identity. All the shoes inside this venture <laughs> on my son's credit card. I got him. <laughs> 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 all the dark dads in decalb yeah yep. um so so then you know craven comes out he whips a couple times that's it yeah. and then it continues oh, well, like he whips a couple times and again his yeah, chest, his, opens, his chest up. opens up because it is a, a tiger yeah uh that he he fucked into life um <laughs> he animated it with his spasm and here we have the last one no second to last one oh. my friend because uh the last one because it's getting oh, it's so right. it's so weird it's like already so it's weird 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 mm-hmm. Here's where he stops making jokes and it just becomes like, there's no jokes. There's no puns. I'm going to let you introduce it because I know this is your favorite. This is my favorite. Uh, He says, this guy killed his grandmother and tortured his mom's dog. (laughs) My kind of guy. Carnage. Whose idea was it to put carnage in this? I I don't know. Like carnage was the guy they made when they were like, Venom is not 90s enough. Yeah. What if Venom was made of blood? Like, mm-hmm. that's how they made Carnage. And Carnage, the character in the comic, is just like, I like to torture people. I'm a maniac. Yeah, he's a... He's, he's a maniac hillbilly. Mm-hmm. And, and he's the worst. He's a, yeah, they were like, what if um, the symbiote, who already is crazy... Yes. ...infected a serial killer? 
Oh, and baby, the, we've got ourselves an image comic. The, uh, it was it was the first step on the line that ultimately ended with Venom infecting a Tyrannosaurus. Like, which it's I the think same is logic. actually kind of... No, it, yeah, which is exactly... Like, they took a lot of like, misfires to get there, though. There were a lot of failed super soldiers on the way to that yeah. that Captain America they got to. Um, so, and then Carnage comes out. He doesn't get to do very much. He no, just, he's, he's one of the surprise roars. freaks that comes out from the back. Yeah. Then we get to a character that is uh, created entirely well, uh, for the show. Let's oh. not talk about it yet. Let's let people wait. Oh, we I check like it. in on the tournament one more time. So much anticipation going on. I here. know. We just we want to build it up. Anticipation, anticipation going down. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting that you <laughs> you could have referenced a different Tim Curry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything gets filtered through Worst Witch. Okay. Mr. Mom and Pikachu. I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute. But I think some are. How about you, Cobble Tops? So here we go, Gary. This yeah. is the other person that's going to, well, Pokemon that's going to the finals. The final two of the final four. It is Slowking versus Psyduck. I have lost sleep over this knowing this is coming. <laughs> this is so hard because. Slowking versus Psyduck. The hard, this is the hardest decision I think that's been in the entire tournament because mm-hmm establishing as we have time and time again the personality counts yeah i found two pokemon whose personality i really like yeah yeah uh, and both of them are kind of like lovable lovable, lovable weirdos dipshits. yeah, yeah like, 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 like the dipshit quotient for these guys like i don't look at a swablu and go what an idiot <laughs> i do look at these guys I'm like who are these morons yeah and why am i making them fight other morons right right um ah god slow king uh mm. so let's know what do we know about slow king Mm-hmm. Slow King is uh, used to be a Slowpoke. Yeah, became a Slow Bro. I yep. like that, and then becomes the Slow King. Yeah, like could that. become Slow Emperor, <laughs> Slow Emperor, or Slow uh, Slow Thanos. Yeah, and when he rules Thanos. the universe mm-hmm. of Mary's death. Yeah, um, and then we have uh, Psyduck, yeah. who is a duck. Yeah, pretty cute. Has a headache mm-hmm. all the time. Real, I, real, real cute chubster. I really chubby. I like his, his stupid gut. Both of these guys are good. Yeah. Got good guts. And then uh, I like that he doesn't say Psyduck. He just goes, Psyduck. He does say that. Yeah, I like and, that a lot. Uh, then he becomes Golduck. Ooh, boy. You know what? I didn't I didn't come across that, but I think that might be the tiebreaker. You think so? Is evolutions, because we, we weren't really bringing evolutions into it, but it can be like a final round thing. Mm-hmm. And Golduck... Uh, I find to be creepy and scary. Really? Like a live, like yeah. a live duck. <laughs> he's, a, he's a nightmare duck. Yeah. Like he, he is, he's the fright, member of the Friday ducks. Yeah. Yeah. He, for sure. He, he, uh, he's a Friday ducks three mm-hmm. and you know, my nightmares are made of gold ducks. Um, whereas I'm down for a slow poke, a slow bro mm-hmm. and a slow king. Yeah. And I can only assume that as, as the slow dynasty continues to grow, he's just going to get more charming, yeah. you know, like he's like, he's kind of like a King Ralph. Yeah. It's like, what if, what if a lovable loser or like the president Dave or whatever? Yeah. Dave, you know? Yeah. Like what if uh, somebody who is kind of a moron gets power? Yeah. You know, and I like those kind of stories. King Ralph's my favorite VHS. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to the slow King. Wow. Slow King. To be honest with you, I didn't expect slow King to make it this far. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. Personality counts. Personality is counting in a big yeah. way here. He's got that. He's just a lovable doof. He is a lovable doof. In he's a, he's a he's a a canto cutie. Let's get back to the final member of the Sinister Six. The Sinister Six. Six. I yeah. can't do this guy's voice at all, but he's doing something cool. Yeah, he's he's real special. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, 
So you were saying this is very specifically created for the show. This is an actress who is involved in the Lion King production who wanted to be involved in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Mm. And when they didn't have space for like a seven foot tall bald black lady mm-hmm. in the Sinister Six because the Spider-Man's cast is reasonably diverse, mm-hmm. but not that diverse. Uh, they made up a character yeah. for her. And uh, Green Goblin says it's the sharpest knife in the drawer mm-hmm. and brings out Swiss Miss. Ork. And Swiss Miss looks like if you rolled a Katamari mm-hmm. through like a mall knife shop. <laughs> <laughs> She has like a like a blender arm and then like a like an electric knife arm. How does she do anything? I thought you like you know. like how do you even put on that costume? Like as soon as you put on that costume, it would become deadly to put on the rest of it. Right. It is she is ridiculous. She, she looks like the Lady of Pain from Planescape. Okay. Yeah, I could see a that. A little bit. Like just like made of blades. Uh, everything is made of blades. Everything's made of blades. And why is she named after hot chocolate? It well, you know what else? What other options do you have? Swiss Army knife and the lady. Totally. Why wouldn't we call her Swiss Army wife? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's really good. But I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just I feel like that, or, maybe she's single or Swiss Amy knife. Swiss Amy knife. <laughs> like, um, like just anything other than Swiss Miss. Swiss Miss is pretty rough. It is. It is. I mean, she's single. If she's a miss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she could be a miss and oh, not yeah. want to let anybody know. Yeah. But I mean, since she's miss, she does want people to know that she's single. Yeah. All she's the available. single knives. All the single knives. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's looking for uh, you know woodblock to complete like or, or not like maybe she just wants to be single until her grave. Like she, I yeah. think she probably is more interested in killing Spider Man than she is about finding love presumably i mean we know nothing about this character we know nothing about it and you know who else doesn't anyone who created her or anyone <laughs> who's seen the show because i can't imagine she does anything other than do a couple dances and has knives up, stabs at some things maybe yeah maybe she stabs like robbie robertson or something like that yeah. you know uh and then that's that's it yeah um, is, is robbie robertson a member of yes uh probably but he's also a reporter <laughs> in uh uh i think in uh, Spider-Man's okay. world in the Daily Bugle. Okay. Um, so at this point, we've introduced the Sinister Six. Yeah. We have it with a plot along at all. Like trying to figure out where this would be in a musical that like, yeah. this hasn't moved the plot forward this other is, than just like yeah. a sizzle reel for these costume Some ninnies. steel chests. The, <laughs> these, uh, these guys all have, that's what that ab, ab filled chest is. It's yeah. a real sizzle and chest. That's clearly why um, the Craven's chest opened up is because he was too hot. Because he wanted to eat some sizzler. Yeah. yeah. Some sizzler. Sizzler. <laughs> the sedentary sizzler. Um, so, so now that we've introduced everybody yeah. and not moved the plot on along, let's just do the chorus and stop. Yeah. So we just, they do the chorus one more time. and um, Which is a joy. Yeah. All the geeks are again dancing synchronously and mm-hmm. asynchronously at the same time. And uh, the second that the song is over, everyone takes their heads off. Everyone, everyone <laughs> takes off their mask and are just smiling and happy. Like there was nothing weird about what they just did. Yeah. Like that is part of, again, part of the appeal of this whole thing is that no one other than Dave Letterman recognizes that this is weird at all. Yeah. And well, he can't let on. He can't be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like come out. And, hey, ooh. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind of like that where he's yeah. just like. Hey, he is really weird. Hey, whenever all right. He talks to the band after musical yeah. thing. Like his big thing is like there's a super cut on you, uh, YouTube of just every time he asks drummers if he if they own their own drums or if they <laughs> rent them. 
and there's like 50 times or something like he just every time he asks it. It's, it's hard to talk to drummers yeah the uh here's here's a uh uh, uh tales from train town mm-hmm. for you 15 10 14 15 13 90 12 75 B, C, or A, D, it's all the same to me. When, uh, you know that when I was in a band, we rented that practice space. Mm-hmm. We rented, space Lord. We, we, well, there was the Space Lord we paid rent to, uh, Cosmo Bucks. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, we rented it mostly bands, but there's one guy named Lier. Did you ever meet Lier? No, I think I'd remember that. Lier, who, uh, was a drummer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just drummed. He just rented the space, paid a full share just to have drum time. Yeah. Uh, two notable things about Lier. Uh, one, that uh, under his huge crate of how to drum VHS tapes, we once found a bunch of porn. Okay. Which was like he's he's jerking off in our practice space. Sure. That's happening. Yeah. So that was, you know, kind of a bummer. Uh, two, though, his dad painted him a painting mm-hmm. that was a portrait of Lier paint, uh, drumming mm-hmm. in an attic. And I out of everything in the world I like haven't taken a picture of that I wish I could have. Yeah. This is really number one because the proportions of it make him look like he's about 12 feet tall. Mm. The drum kit is drawn by somebody who has never seen a drum kit or like kind of knows what they look like, but hasn't paid attention to one. Yeah. Didn't use a reference. So it has two kick drums, uh, two snare drums on either side of the kick drums okay. and two cymbals. And it just looks like, and because he's in this attic where the, the ceiling is like touching his head, like he looks yeah. like he's crouched over. Yeah. It looks like what if like a 12 foot tall guy was cramped in, in like <laughs> old mother Hubbard's house playing like a drum kit <laughs> he built, you know, out of just like the, the explosion of lightning bolts yeah. tour van or something like that. Is that one of those two bit drum bands? They have two bases, uh, but, but like, yeah. you know, it is just like miscellaneous drums. It is such an amazing picture. Like a slipknot. Yes. This, this, this hulking drum maniac, like a drum giant. <laughs> and it was the best thing. And like, he, I think that he maybe like wanted to put it up in the space. Yeah. And I, I don't know that this to be true, but we had suspicions for a while that one of the, like, the metalhead bands or like the weird punk bands that weren't mm-hmm. really friends with us told him no. And that breaks my heart because like I would have loved to have played music in front of that thing. Yeah. It was really special. That is, that sounds terrifying and wonderful. It was awesome. And at the same time, it um, has that weird, uh, masturbation twist that makes it kind of a worse story, but yeah, it, it, kinda, was, it makes me think of like that Brett Weinbach video, uh, about oh, real tips. ultimate drum technique yeah. com, which you, everyone should definitely go to, uh, but not uh, while, while you're work. at work. Yeah. That is one of my favorite, I love that video, like yeah. unironically, like because it that's exactly what drum technique videos look like, mm-hmm. and the fact that every time he jerks his, his web ding, it makes a drum sound. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Web ding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um. So anyway, so so uh, David Letterman comes out. He's real awkward. Mm-hmm. He says like, "Oh, it's, it's like a party at my mom's house." Yes. <laughs> it's like oh, that doesn't make any sense. And then uh, kind of looks at everybody. They're all smiling. And then uh, he lets everybody go. Yeah. And that's the end of the video. And that's it. And it's very special to me. It's it's pretty amazing. And I think it's, it's one of those things that I know we always encourage everyone to watch the videos. Uh, but this is definitely one that I think you'd be missing uh, missing out on a lot if you, if you skip the video. Like at the very least, a lot of our conversation, but also if you just want to see something that is, is noteworthy, like it yeah. is... You know, even if you don't think the song is good, if you're like, I hate this song. Yeah. At the very least, like, there's nothing like this that really has happened. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's also, it's remarkable in that, like, people spent a lot of time and money on this. And then a lot of people paid a lot of money to see this. And a lot of people 
died for it. Like, I yeah. think a guy died during Spider-Man. Spider-Man died, yeah. One of the Spider-Men the died. The Spider-Man died, and then they wrote a joke about it into the music. Yes, and another Spider-Man broke his ankle. Yeah. So all of this effort and pain and pathos mm-hmm. and, like, money going into this thing that by any rights, like, shouldn't exist. Like, it feels like mm-hmm. Alien or, like, that, that TV show Stay Tuned. Yeah. Where it's, like, the TV set that shows you channels from hell. You know what it kind of makes me think of? Hmm. It makes me think this is probably exactly what like a $65 million circus tragedy would look like. <laughs> it is a $65 million circus Maybe tragedy. Maybe $75 million. It depends. And, <laughs> and on that note, um, so, so we've learned a lot today. We sure um, have. We've learned about abs. We've learned about Swiss Miss, mm-hmm. various sharp knives. We learned uh, who the two Pokemon are going into the final. That's a really big deal. And, and we learned that uh, we are edging you like crazy because next episode we're doing it Mm -hmm. it's pokemon time it is if you have been waiting for the better part of a year to see who uh or have we been doing that the entire uh since uh since the beginning but not since the beginning but pretty close close. so very long time to figure out which pokemon is cutest out Mm -hmm. of these random uh like 40 pokemon or whatever that included like like the two live shows that we did, where we did like four or five. Yeah, so we, we, uh, so it is long, even at an accelerated pace. If you've mm-hmm. been waiting for that, next episode is your, so in two weeks, mm-hmm. get ready. Um, however, for this episode, you may think that you've learned everything there is to learn, but you ain't. See, nothing yet, because every episode of Teenage Dirtbags ends with a poem about an onion Braden Cameron, I see that you have an onion poem for me. I see that there's no title. I do. You're right. Uh, so here we go. Are you ready? I am. Okay. M4M hyphen Denver Co. I miss you. When I looked for you this morning, you weren't there. I could smell you stale in the air. My mouth left longing for your flavors. I made a mistake. I assume more about this and about you than I should have. I miss you. I'll look for you tomorrow. It is the most important. Everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. Okay. That was uh, that was about going to Denver and ordering a regular omelet and expecting it to be a Denver omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was scared that you broke up with your girlfriend. Um, I, I thought we had seg- segmented from our onion poem into a... Brayton Dayton nope. <laughs> on, on accident. Um, so everybody, good night. Uh, and until next time in 2016, we vow to have a better sign off. That's right.